Hello and welcome to the Teachers Inspire podcast. I'm Louise O'Neill and I curate Teachers Inspire, which is organised and run by Dublin City University. We want to thank everyone who has nominated a teacher for our 2023 awards. Each one is so special and I'm really looking forward to sharing some of them with you in the coming weeks. Some of the most powerful nominations for a Teachers Inspire Award have come from parents. Those nominations have been for teachers at primary level and at secondary school level. And so often, it's because the teacher has noticed something. What's interesting is that afterwards, it often emerges that the parent or guardian also had a concern about the student. And there are echoes of this with my guests for this episode. One of our Teachers Inspire awardees for 2022 was Gemma Marr. Gemma is now the principal at Rathcool Educate Together National School in County Dublin, but this nomination actually goes back a few years. The nomination was made by Kirsten Fitzgerald and they both joined me in studio today. I'm delighted to see both of you again. So Kirsten, you nominated Gemma because of the role that she played in validating concerns you had about your daughter, Olivia. Uh, Gemma had Olivia as as her teacher in first class, I think I'm right. Yeah. And um, we were first time parents. Mm. And so we didn't really have a clue as lots yeah, of, of first time parents have. And we didn't have a lot of experience with children in our families or anything. So we had a little bit of a hard time with some of the looking after Olivia and making sure she was happy. She was often a bit unsettled as a baby and she was she would maybe cry a lot in the car and she cried going into crash and she'd cry when we picked her up from crash. Mm. And there were just got ongoing stuff that we weren't sure if we were doing things right Um, and then she went into junior infants in a different school and again difficulty settling kind of acting out getting upset needing more help Mm. needing a bit more support just to even get in the door to school every day and a spot came up in the school closer to us so we we moved um, her and we we were happier to move her a change of scene I suppose a little bit so we moved to St. Catharines which was where we met Gemma and um, again, Olivia kind of continued to be unsettled. So okay. she went through senior infants and we gave her the time to settle down, but it just really was yeah. ongoing. And we had presented her to a few different professionals like occupational therapy and she'd had an educationalist or a, a sort of um, psychology assessment and a few different things with the assessment of need process and it, nothing had really reached a threshold. You know, okay. they would say, oh, no, there's a few things, but, but oh, overall kind of okay. okay. And we found her sort of very difficult to please and always wanting to move on to the next thing. Like mm. I remember we would go to the zoo and you'd say, there's the line. She'd say, okay, okay, next thing. And she'd be on looking for the next thing. Right. She'd never really be able to enjoy what was in front okay. of her. Which must have been like exhausting. Totally exhausting. For you and for her as well, yeah. obviously. But yeah, like, exhausting all around. Yeah. yeah. And exhausting, I say, for her teachers probably as well. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, so, um, and in fact, I think at sort of Montessori level, they had said, oh, she's ready to go to junior infants. Probably she wasn't ready, but she she okay. was she was kind of burning through everything. You okay. Know, so. Yes. So um, so I remember the first time we went in to meet Gemma for uh, the parent teacher meeting, and you know we'd our kind of list of worries, and as yeah. usual we were going along thinking, oh, here's another person's going to going to say, oh no, she's great, she's great, you know everything's fine. And so when we came in, Gemma said, how are you feeling about Olivia? What are your worries? Mm. That was kind of the first thing that you said. I remember it at the time. And it was great because most people had just started off by saying, oh, so Olivia's doing great. And we're really happy. We kind of knew that she would keep it together at school. Yeah. 
But Gemma was able to see that that was a lot of work for her. Okay. And she was, yeah. then when she asked us if we had concerns and we said we did. And at the time we had worries about her concentration and her attention and some sensory things. And Gemma said, yeah, me too. I, I, I'm, I'm a bit worried. Yeah. And it was just like, ah, it was like, yeah. it was like hallelujah. Because yeah. actually, you know, now we didn't feel like, we sort of felt we'd been making it up or like we were just really bad parents or oh, were God. we being like were our standards too high or yeah. so. this was especially when you said when you're first time parents and yeah. nothing to compare it to didn't have a clue yeah, yeah didn't have a clue and um, so yeah so we knew that when she get, got into school it would take her a while to settle and she would do okay um, but then she'd come home and she'd like totally decompensate yeah. you know and again we thought oh god it must be us <laughs> you know she, um, she's okay at school so it must be us um, but it was I think Gemma re- recognised that Olivia was holding it together just yeah. about in school and um, that there was more to it. Yeah. God, it mu- as you said, it must have just been so incredibly validating Yeah, to just have someone, particularly I suppose like someone in a position of authority, you know, like in a, in mm-hmm. a way in a position of authority, I think to just have that yeah. sense of like, okay, as you said, it's not... It's not just us. Yeah, Gemma has a lot of authority. Yeah. <laughs> Sorry, it was just when I, I said it. 25 at the time. I, I, when I said it there, you looked a yeah. bit like, sort of almost looking behind you, like, who's she talking about? And I was like, no, no, you, you over there. Yeah, but she was really young. Like, that, that's really I was really like 25 at the yeah. time. And my question of how do you feel was probably tell me what's yeah, going on here. I know. Yeah. Uh, funny, I suppose, in a way that you probably felt inexperienced and you felt inexperienced. So it's like this kind of reflection that you're like, OK, it's not just me. And you're like, it's yeah. not just me that there is that yeah. kind of comfort. And I suppose, yeah, yeah like, uh, you know, I suppose what was the significance of having a teacher and, you know, who sees your daughter every day and, you know, who has the training and, you know, you know, I suppose maybe a little bit more knowledge um, of mm. this kind of thing than you. Like, what difference did that make like was, for both, was, for Olivia and for your family? Yeah, well, I mean, like it was enormous because now here was a person who was ag- agreeing that, there was something up. We didn't know what it was, but there was something that was troubling Olivia mm. that was she was not settling, you know. So it allowed us then to take the next step because up to that point, everything that we had presented Olivia to various professionals with mm. was our report of her. Mm. There was nobody else kind yeah. of triangulating. Yeah. And um, so finally, there was somebody who was spending a lot of time with her who was able to provide an objective assessment and then for the type of assessment that Olivia needed it, it she needed to be it, so the, the, the difficulties that she had had to be pervasive in, in various settings in her life to be able to meet criteria for for moving on to the next step for her okay so you, you know, needed so we we sort of it wasn't we needed her to have problems in different no, areas no, but no. we needed those problems needed to be recognised yeah. yeah and Gemma was able to do that so then we were able to take the next step with the right professionals who were then able to send Gemma lots of paperwork to fill in and show what the difficulties might have been and so that basically allowed us to stop thinking we were going bonkers you know mm. to be honest mm. um, we just really thought we were quite bad parents and gone a bit you know, a bit crazy. So it was really, really important, like for us as a family. And we started to look at Olivia differently. Like, and I mean, Olivia is a teenager now because I met mm-hmm. her. Um, she's lovely. I met her at the um, at the awards in May. And I suppose, obviously, it's a few years. I mean, presumably that was with the first class. So quite a few yeah. years since uh, since <laughs> you were. Talk about how many yeah. years? <laughs> too specific. Uh, since, um, you were her teacher, um, but you still took the time, um, you know, to nominate Gemma for an yeah. award. So obviously, this has. I suppose really remained with you and I suppose I'd yeah. love to hear you talk a little bit about like 
what you think the role is that a teacher can you know play in the life of a school, but particularly yeah. maybe a child in primary school? Yeah, well, I, I I just came across the the social media post I think on Twitter for the teachers inspire, and um, I was just it just kind of hit me, and I thought, oh gosh, um, in the work that I do. Th- you know, people are are often awarded for different things that they they do, and it's so nice to be able to give someone recognition for the yeah. help that they made. And yeah. I was able to do it; was in a position to do it. I was I had had a kind of a recent uh, success with another aspect of Olivia's education that I was really happy about. So I was kind of feeling on top of the world about yeah. it. Um, and yeah, I, just, I felt like it was a nice way to be able to recognise Gemma for the work she'd done for us as a family. Um, and I'd had a really nice teacher in primary school myself, um, yeah. um, fifth and sixth class. And, you know, I never would have got the opportunity to maybe tell yeah. her how great she was. And um, she was great. So that was Mrs. Benson, if she's listening. Yeah. <laughs> she was super, you know, like she was amazing. And I had a really good connection with her. And Olivia had that with Gemma as well. Yeah. So, um, so, yeah, I mean, you asked me about the role that teacher has in the family. Is that that was kind of. I suppose taking the time to nominate her wasn't too difficult so they, it was easy to just get started on that process and then mm. I got a call back and a mm. few calls um, in different directions and I'd encourage people to, to do it because yeah. it, it was an easy process like it was nice yeah. and um, yeah I think that was my main main thing we were really sad when Gemma was leaving this that was the other aspect I suppose because we didn't get to see her all the time oh, yeah. anymore yeah so this was your way of on. hanging out with her <laughs> uh, I, I, I was going to say I'd get a restraining order <laughs> <laughs> so um, so yeah it was like it was no surprise that she had got uh, principal's role and yeah. um, no better no better situation than a new school to really put her mark on it um, but but yeah we weren't going to get to see her so it was a nice yeah. way to be able to thank her yeah, yeah. and I loved what you said about your um, your own teacher yeah so I think that is true that sometimes it's like the thanks that you don't get to give someone they're, they're, it kind of almost yeah. wants you in a way so yeah. it's, it's really trying to give yeah. someone their flowers when you actually have the opportunity yeah. like while you still can I think is a really good point yeah that's a nice way to look at it so now we're going to move to you Gemma I was going to say looking very sort of accusing I'm like, yes now we're moving <laughs> to you um, so yeah I mean I, I mean I've, I'm not a teacher but like I think it must be amazing to like, you know, hear someone speak about you um, in that way. Like, how did you feel when you heard from um, Kirsten about how important a role that you had played in Olivia's life? Well, one was shock. Couldn't figure out who had done this. So oh. it was trying to figure out. Like, there you many heard about kids the nomination first. Heard about the nomination, but didn't know where it came from. So then sat with my husband going, right, which kid is it? And then realised <laughs> through that process how many kids I felt I had oh, touched wow. their lives and eventually got not very long down the line got to Kirsten um, I knew I'd made an effect in Olivia's life that, that yeah. I don't think that was in question I yeah. knew what I'd done for that child yeah. but she'd done so much for me as well and, and there are kids that stay with you and she's one yeah. of them um, in what way when you say how much she had done for you is sort of in terms of because you were a young teacher in terms of I was a young teacher or? who didn't know an awful lot so I'd grown up with the idea that I always wanted to be part of additional needs in some way. Mm. This is why I became a teacher. Mm. I started off in Bagot Street in the dyslexia school where I absolutely adored all nine of those children. And then I came to St. Catherine's and I walked in the door to the special class to six children who needed me and all of them have a little place in your heart as well. Then you go to mainstream and you kind of think, God, am I doing the same job in mainstream? Because there's now 25 of them. And 
I can't always spot what's going on in a room of 25 or 30 or whatever your room is. Um, but Olivia came into my room and like she's very academically able. Mm. She was socially had friends. Yeah. Do you know, so to spot what was going on took a lot of yeah. teamwork between me and the family because yeah. I knew that something was going on. A kid goes home and the Coke bottle effect happens where they're yeah. managing school, no problem. And then the burst comes when they come home. That's not OK. Yeah. In my school, my new school, we talk to parents a lot and we make sure that we're checking in with them because if a child is doing OK in school, but not at home, that's not OK. Mm. Um, and having that conversation, I was told by when I was doing teacher training, whatever you do, one, be called by your first name. You're not your granny. So I can call Gemma all the time. <laughs> and two, when you have meetings, make sure that the first question you ask is, have you anything to say? Mm. And every single time you do that, you're mm. going to get an answer you're mm. not expecting. Mm. But parents come in expecting to spend those seven valuable minutes when it's only seven or eight minutes yeah. hearing, well, she's doing great in maths and she's doing wonderful in literacy and she's, oh, her science, we could work a little bit on math. I don't care about that stuff. Yeah. I care yeah. whether, is she happy? Has she yeah. made friends? Yeah. Are you happy that she's here? Yeah. When she goes home, what does she talk about? Yeah. What are her favourite things that we do here in school? And and I know that one aspect of your time with Olivia has actually led you to create a programme um, that you use now in your own school. So I'd love to maybe hear a little yeah. bit more about so that. I didn't create the programme, firstly. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Susan Gibney. Well, from, now, well, now it's yours. We have it's it's you owned by me. Susan Gibney's going to give out to me. So Susan Gibney from Nurture Ireland. Uh, saw this in England and has brought it across to Ireland mm. and then Educate Together. Um, I got my job in May in the middle of the pandemic all on Zoom and set up a school via Zoom and oh set up a bank account with like digital signatures and all this new stuff. Had no <laughs> building, had to get a building during the summer. And in the middle of all that chaos and teaching fifth class at the same time, in the middle of all that chaos, uh, Educate Together came out with an announcement that they were going together with Salesforce and they were going to train schools in Nurture. Yeah. And I brought... Nurture is the name of the Nurture, program, yeah. yeah. Nurture's the programme. Great And name. I was bringing yeah. a, a, an SNA with me. We call them Anna's, but I was bringing an SNA with me from St. Catharines. And I rang her and I said, educate together, do Nurture. This is what we've been trying to do for 10 years. Yeah. Like, this is the thing. This is the label that's on the thing that we want to do. Yeah. And we both got very excited. They weren't accepting Anna's. Okay. on the course and then I rang and they said absolutely we'll take your Anna so myself yeah. and my Anna did the training on Zoom for and what a year is and a half the, when you think about the programme when you were saying this is what we were trying to do mm. like what is the, what is nurture yeah like what, what's in the programme itself Educate Together did assessed nurture and what we've done in the past two years and the point of that assessment was to tell the government and to tell NEP Psychology and the Department mm. of Education what nurture is mm -hmm. and the title of it was It's Not Just Toast Okay. So the children come in. Have to explain that one to me now. <laughs> so the children come in in the morning. Now ours is more than this, but it started out as this. They came in in the morning, and those who weren't ready to learn went to the staff room with me, and we had tea and toast. Oh. And we sit around a table and we chat, oh. and we get ready to learn. So from that, we now have four nurture sessions. I think in my school, we're now going to make them bigger because more children need it, and yeah. we see the value of it. And and if I can get the staff to make it happen, um, they come in. We're going to have three stations, so we're going to have the eating station where you can have the tea and toast if you want, or the croissants, or the, depends how flush we are at the time, we might yeah. even have orange juice. <laughs> um, there's going to be the chilling station where you can, there's a sofa and bean bags and 
yoga and mindfulness and then there'll be a game station where you can come in and play snakes and ladders or something oh God, like that amazing. so there's an assessment called a box all and on that box all we assess each child and you are given a rating it's kind of yellow orange green um, on the areas that you need to work on you'll be red so a lot of the children especially junior infants need to work on listening skills so that's what all junior infants will be doing naturally okay yes in junior infants so yeah. that's not so everybody's like I can't do this in my school it is you can do this yeah. it fits in so beautifully if, yeah. if you choose to do it yeah. so we don't have a nurture session we have a nurture school because wow. every classroom is working on something yeah. but then these children are taken out to work specifically in the smaller yeah. group so yeah. they might a lot of them up to second class in particular are working on turn taking and losing because lots of children don't know how to lose and then they go what we call the red zone and they blow up because they've lost or <laughs> he wasn't fair or this shouldn't have happened. I feel like I should take this. I'm yeah. terrible at losing. <laughs> you do not want to play board games with me like I'm actually lethal and like, okay, so I need to start the, so the nurture programme. You need to be in the nurture programme <laughs> and you can have the toast as well. Yeah, like. yeah, that sounds delightful. <laughs> so nurture kind of came from an old Irish families. You would come home at the end of the day and have your dinner or you wouldn't yeah. go to work without having tea and toast with granny in the morning. Yeah. And we want to kind of get back to that a little yeah. bit. And nurture our kids and school isn't a place just to learn yeah. ma- numeracy maths it's yeah. a place to learn how to have friends yeah. and how to be in the world yeah. and if you're not in that space you don't know what home they're coming from in yeah, the morning and course. that can be yeah. a home with addiction it can be a home mm. with divorce in it but mm. it can also be a home that's just like my home some mornings where the, it's just hectic and we're trying yeah. to get out the door and it wasn't yeah. the best start to the day yeah. So it's trying to recognise that and give them a space to be ready to learn. Oh my god that sounds amazing I wish that had been like in my, I, I feel like I say that quite a lot on this podcast when I'm particularly when I'm talking to people who are I suppose spearheading these kind of um, programs and hoping to roll them out. I'm like God, I really wish that had been in my school. Just I just makes think sense. It sounds, yeah, it does. It just sounds yeah. uh, like you know, pardon the pun, but so nurturing mm. and nourishing. Um, and listen now, I I loved what you said at the beginning about when you had heard about the nomination and you weren't sure who, who it was from. I felt like it was like you got like a Valentine's Day card <laughs> and it's like, you know, from your secret <laughs> who, who admirer. You and you're like, who could it be? And you're like the list of like, you know, people. Um, but I suppose, what does it mean like to be a teacher, to be nominated? Because I mean, I, I, so many people in my family um, are teachers but my sister teaches um, senior infants and and like you know, she obviously she loves her job but like you know it is it's very job. tiring yeah. and you know there's some really good days and then there are some days where it's very challenging and and I really see I suppose how much she puts of herself into it um, and I'm, I'm sure that you're the same where there are tough days there are tough weeks like I don't want to put words into your mouth, but it must be nice this was to feel like that is seen or that is acknowledged by, you know, like with something like the Teachers Inspire Awards. I think for teachers, especially in the last few years, especially over COVID, there's been so much teacher bashing Mm. and like, oh, you get your summers off. Oh, you do this. Do you know that when somebody takes the time like Kirsten did to to validate that, oh, I actually did a good thing there. Yeah. It makes you want to do more. Yeah. Do you know? And it didn't just affect me. Yeah. It affected my mom. Yeah. who was so proud. My yeah. sister, who was like, oh, she's nominated for something. Yeah. It affected my full school community who are doing yeah. nurture, which this is all about. And it validated them and what they are doing and hope that more parents will come back in 10 years time and say, I'm so glad nurture was there for my kid. Yeah. I'm so glad you took that approach with yeah. my child. So it will have ripple effects. Yeah. It's not just me. It's not just Kirsten. It's not just Olivia. Yeah. It's a whole host of yeah. other people that, yeah. that also feel it. I find the teacher bashing 
I mean, it's, it's funny. I um, just before I came in, I was um, chatting with a friend of mine who's an author, and she w- had just gone into she um, writes middle grade books, so she had just gone in to do um, a school event, and she was like, "I need to sleep for twenty four hours." <laughs> she was like, "It is so intense," and I thought, "I know, I know." I think it's always that thing when you hear people talk about the short hours and and the holidays. I'm like, I'm, I'm so tempted to suggest they go in to a classroom for like one hour Anybody's and just welcome. see come like, in for a day just and then to tell see, me um, <laughs> how, how they'd get on um, and I suppose if you were going to like if you were going to nominate a teacher is there anyone that you had in school that you know like if you were going to nominate one for um, an award was there any teacher that was particularly inspiring to you or one that made you think actually I would love to go into education Oh, Miss O'Donnell, absolutely. Oh. Miss O'Donnell was my second oh my God, third class teacher. <laughs> she was the epitome of a nurturing person yeah. um, in an era when teachers weren't like that. Yeah. Do you know, I just remember she had a starfish down the back of her classroom and just she had this whole table full of nurture stuff or nature stuff. And you could go there anytime you wanted, you know. Yeah. And Mrs. Byrne, who's then my first class teacher, was also, she was older, but she did yoga with us. And, oh, wow. And at the time we were like, oh, yoga. But looking yeah. back, she was nurturing us yeah. in her own way. Do you know, we came from the countryside where everybody knew everybody and everybody knew everybody's business. So you're never too far away from somebody knowing that you weren't OK. But yet you had these teachers. I met Miss O'Donnell when I was about 11 or 12 at a, mm. an event at home. And still, even as a teenager, I was like looking up to her, do you know, oh, wow. if that's the person you wanted to be when you became a teacher. I wanted to be gentle but firm and fair and fun and yeah. all those things that she was. Yeah, well, I'm sure in you know 10 years time that it'll be Olivia talking about you and, mm. um, you know, in that way that that because I do think we all have that one teacher, which is this was, you know, what this um, what this entire initiative is sort of based on that we the, and I, I had loads of incredible teachers, but I think there's always one that just stands out because mm. maybe they were just what you needed at, at the a right particular time. time. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Well, listen, thank you both so much for coming in today. It was just really wonderful seeing you again and just being able to have this conversation. So thank you both. Thank you. Now, remember, you can find out more about Teachers Inspire and you can keep up to date on the awards at teachersinspire.ie. And while you're there, you'll find links to other episodes of the podcast or you can listen wherever you get your podcasts. Until next time.